Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, it's Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Today, I want to give you 12 rich habits that will guarantee to make you wealthy. And if you don't follow these habits, the opposite will happen. You'll end up poor. But before I do that, I want to tell you about a quick quick announcement that I've got a webinar coming up this Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. on it'll be on Zoom, so you can uh, register for that below. It's, it's and what I'll be doing there is unlocking the secrets of financial freedom, how to master the art of wealth building in three steps. So if you ever wonder why you never seem to have enough money, or why you can't seem to to get enough money together, or you're worried about how you're going to retire or quit the rat race, join me on that webinar. So let's get into the twelve habits, right? Twelve habits. What are habits, right? Habits are things that you do every day. Like, you know, if you eat the wrong foods every day, you'll, you'll be unhealthy, you'll be overweight. If you, if you don't exercise, you know, you won't stay healthy and fit. So those are habits rather than say, I'll join the gym for, for a month and I'll, I'll be OK for the rest of the year. No, it doesn't work like that. You These are things you've got to do all the time. So these habits are specifically related to your wealth. And number one is to pay yourself first. Right. What does that mean? It's, it's, it's an old cliche, really, but it's become a bit of a cliche, but it means you know, paying yourself first means paying and saving some money before you pay out everybody else. So it means you you pay your money as you get your salary, you automatically have a deduction from that salary and it goes straight into a an investment account or a savings account before you pay everybody else. Now you might say, well, I can't do that. You know, I haven't got enough money. Uh, things are too tight. But if you start doing that, even if it starts with a small percentage of your income, even like 10 pounds, $10, you know, and you'll find that you'll manage throughout the rest of the month because that money is gone you're not even thinking about it but if you leave it till the end of the month say well i'll leave it to the end of the month and whatever's left i will save doesn't work like that that's why people uh, are forced to pay money into pensions by the government you know you have to you've got an automatic deduction because the government knows that people will spend the money otherwise that they're not going to save for their retirement so pay yourself first. very very important and, and wealthy people live on a percentage of their income. They might, That's all right for them. You know, they've got money they can live on. A, but no, it's not. You know, th- there's a saying that the more you earn, the more you'll spend. And, it, and it's very true. And, and if you carry on like that, you'll never really build any wealth. Because as you earn more money, you'll just have more holidays, buy a bigger house, buy a more expensive car. So you've got to get out of that, break that habit and, and start living on a percentage of your income. Because people who, who build wealth tend to say, well, I'll live on a percentage of my income. And some have got it down to like, 50%, 60%, 25% even, you know, as they as they build up the wealth, uh, whereas other people will just spend 100% of their income no matter what they earn. I've seen this when I spent 25 years as a financial advisor. Okay, number two then is really live on a percentage of your income. So I've jumped into number two straight away there. Live on a percentage of your income, survive on that. And in my webinar, we're giving tips on how to, to, to achieve that, to live on a percentage of your income using the pots or jam jar system. Okay, number three is don't just save, invest. Okay, the first goal of saving is to is to accumulate uh, a buffer. So accumulate at least three to six months of living expenses so that no matter what happens in life, no matter what happens to the economy, to your job, 
uh, to the world, you know, all these sorts of things. You've got money to pay your bills so that you don't get into trouble. You don't go into foreclosure on your house and, you know, your credit rating starts getting uh, wrecked. And that's what that's very important. That's the first step. But, but the next stage is not to just leave your money in a bank account earning you know very little interest. You've got to start investing that income and looking for ways of, to make your money grow. Um, now you, you can get higher paying accounts, but generally they don't keep pace with inflation over the longer term. So you've got to look to to to, to put it into things that relate to investing, stock market, property, that sort of thing. Um, I mean, the typical uh, tracker fund in the S&P 500, an S&P 500 tracker fund with a company like Vanguard, for instance, has achieved near to 10% per annum growth over the last 20 years. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to achieve that in the future. But if you'd, if you'd been putting you know, X amount of per month into that account, you'd have done very, very well. And you could just put it in there and forget about it. Have it deducted from your salary. It goes into that, that tracker fund and, and it grows. And these can be done tax-free and things like ISAs and uh, IRA Roth accounts in America. There's ways of minimizing your tax there as well. So don't just save invest. I mean, I mean I've invested over... Um, someone, actually, a, a listener from the Philippines uh, who, who listens to me on Spotify said, why don't you give more examples of of your own uh, situation, Charles. Give people more examples of how it's worked for you. And and okay, here's one. Uh, I've invested. I invested into things like tracker funds and stock market, but I've also invested in property, and and that has returned you know multiple. Uh, it can be multiple returns over over the years in growth and in income, well above the rate of inflation. So if I just left my money in the bank. Uh, it, it just wouldn't have grown as much as by investing it. Now you don't have to invest in property. There's lots of other investments, and I go through these on my on my uh, courses and workshops. But you know, you, you've got to to look. And yes, there's a bit of a risk, of course. Um, you know, risk and reward, and, and all that. So some people have uh, low thresholds of risk. Some will have higher thresholds of risk. And if you if you're concerned about that, talk to a financial advisor, and they'll put you in the point you in the right direction, and which fund might be suitable for for you. OK, the next thing, number four, is to start investing and saving early. The earlier you start, the more you can accumulate. It sounds a bit obvious, but with compound interest, you've got to give compound interest a chance to work its magic. And the earlier you start, the better. <clears throat> when I was a financial advisor, uh, we, we'd project forward and say, like, this is what you'll get if you save, say, £100 a month into the pension. This is what you'll get back at 65, which was the state retirement age at that time. And they say, yeah, that's great. And then we'd say, look at this. This is what you got back at 60. And believe it or not, it was for the same investment. It was half the half the amount of fund. So they, if they get a million for, for at 65, by taking it at 60 or starting five years later, it would halve the value of that fund to half a million. And that, that's pretty much the same nowadays because you're 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 not giving a compound interest a chance to work. Little teaser for you um, in my webinar, I'll be going through this. If you had a penny and it doubled every day for 30 days, how much money would be would you have at the end of 30 days? Think about that. If you're not sure of the answer, tune in on Wednesday night for my for my webinar. So a penny doubling every day for 30 days. What would it be at the end of, uh, of that period? How much would you have? OK, uh, right. So start investing. It sounds a bit obvious, but 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 just do it. Number five is to manage and organize your money. Unless you're managing your money, no matter how much you earn, you'll never accumulate wealth because you'll just spend it. And we've seen this in my book, um, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. There's a chapter on the stars who lost it all, you know, because they, they earned millions and yet still managed to blow it 
and and end up broke sometimes bankrupt even even movie stars you know and, and big big pop stars and that so they they ended up by mismanaging the money they, they lost it all and i saw this as a financial advisor i saw people who were earning a lot of money but never accumulated any and i saw people on small and, and medium sort of incomes uh working in ordinary jobs yet they they, were, they managed their money and they were able to accumulate a, a lot of money and wealth and, and still have a good life as well. So it's not about living poor and scrimping and saving to, to be rich in the future. You can live rich now and live rich in, in the future. So you've got to learn to manage your money. And in my webinar, I'll give you some real good tips on managing your money, organizing your money so that you know where it's going. Uh, and and, and then, then you can really start accumulating money. Number six is to budget your spending. Rather than just all your money coming in and just spending it indiscriminately, willy-nilly here and there, going out, doing this, buying this in the shops, have a budget for it. And, and again, in my webinar on Wednesday, I'll talk about how to budget and how to use a budgeting system so that you never go over. Because if you don't have a budget, I mean, John Maxwell said a budget is telling your money where to go rather than wondering where it went, right? So unless you budget your spending, you just just won't work. You know, you've got to budget your spending because it's all these little things you buy and, and, and do this. And people say, I'll come out of the weekend. Yeah, OK, I'll do that. I haven't quite got the money, but I'll put it in my card maybe and uh, I'll pay it off next month. Does, does that really work? No. So you've got to be able to budget your spending. Number seven is to know your numbers. Uh, do you know, for instance, what your uh, minimum amount you need to earn to cover all your expenses? So if I said to you, what do you need to earn every month to cover all your bills and all your essential expenses and that sort of thing. Do you know that number? Do you know which are the essential bills and which are non-essential, like you know your TV subscriptions, your, your three TV subscriptions that you, you never get around to watching? Uh, do you know all those, right? Because if you don't, uh, then this is the first thing you should find out, right? Find this out, have, have a budget planner, have a, uh, a sheet, a spreadsheet, where you know exactly what's coming in, where it's going. Because people I know that have accumulated money always do this. They always know their numbers, right? Business people know their numbers. Business, good businesses know their numbers. They know how much they need to earn every month to pay all the bills, to pay the staff. They know the peaks and troughs throughout the year. So another tip is to think of yourself as a business. Because in effect, we are all businesses. We are hiring ourselves out for, for money. Although you might be working with somebody, in effect, you're hiring yourself out for money. So think of yourself as a business and what a business would do. They'd have meetings and have board meetings with you know, your board meeting could be your in your kitchen table on your kitchen table with your family. You know, it doesn't matter. You don't need a boardroom. OK, uh, you don't need to be a director. You're a business in effect. OK, so know your numbers. Uh, number eight is to avoid bad debt and, and credit. Things like credit cards, loans. And, and what I call bad debt is is using debt to buy consumer goods, TVs, uh, cars, uh, things that go down in value, or even paying for your holidays on, on credit card and hoping you'll pay it back at some stage. You know, fly now, pay later, that sort of thing with interest. Even interest free credit schemes are designed to trap you into eventually paying a lot of interest. And, and the average interest on credit cards now, I looked at one here, NatWest, 22 percent, right? Uh, gone up from 18 to 22 percent that's the scandalous really and that's one of the lower ones you know that's not even the most expensive so how can you pay 20 two percent on on your cards when you've got money in the bank earning one percent two percent three percent it doesn't make sense so you've got to have a plan to pay off that any debt that you've got and then avoid using it in in the future um warren buffett one of the richest investors and most successful investors ever one of the richest men in the world said you know buying consumer goods 
on credit cards and paying 18 percent is is dumb funny enough he owns credit card companies he owns banks and credit card companies because he makes money from dumb people who who pay 18 percent on their money he said you can't make 18 percent on your money so in in one of his uh uh shareholder meetings he, he advised somebody live to to pay off their debts before starting to invest because he said you won't make 18 percent a year every year on on investing in in the Berkshire Hathaway fund or or S&P tracker fund or a stock market you'd have to be a really good investor to make that money so by paying off the 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 18 percent debt first you could be far much further ahead than say investing and still having the debt on the side if you know what I mean right I'll go through more of this in, in in some of my webinars okay so going through this quickly now uh number nine I said avoid bad debt in the last tip, but the habit of using good debt is also a good habit. Good debt is 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 leverage. It's 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 using good debt to say buy your property or to buy an investment property or to buy a company, you know, or to buy something that will go up in value rather than something that goes down in value. So uh, business people, people who've accumulated vast wealth, have always used other people's money. I talk about it in my book, Borrow and Grow Rich. They've always used other people's money or leverage other people's money can be your mortgage company you know i've used leverage uh, or a mortgage a buy to let mortgage to buy properties i would never have been able to do that if i was just trying to save 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 because the value of the properties were going up faster than i could save and and the interest on my savings account was never enough to keep pace with the value of properties going up right so if, if you found this if you ever tried to save for a deposit on a property and found that you know you've been looking around for years and years and years and in the meantime the property's been going up and up and up you think wow i just bought five years ago rather than waiting okay so use good debt where, where you can if it's good debt but certainly avoid that that bad debt that i talked about so i'm not saying all debt is bad i'm just saying there's some good debt and there's some bad debt and clearly credit cards and these sort of overdrafts are very bad debt because they cost you so much okay and number 10 is to develop the right money mindset okay now people say our oh, mindset i know all about that i've read the secret i i watch youtube videos and i see all these people and i know all about mindset but believe me you you've got a money blueprint there you've got a money blueprint it comes from your 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 your, your family your friends and people you hang around with and that could be holding you back so in my webinar i talk about how to develop the right mindset how to to, to talk to yourself properly so that you get out of these these bad uh, mindset habits Habits like saying, well, all rich people are fat cats, they're all stinking rich, they've all cheated their way to the top. No, that, that's a bad mindset, because if if the, if you think wealthy people are like that and they're all, you know, this and that, then why would you want to be like them? You, you probably say, I'd rather be poor and be noble. Well, there's no nobility in being poor, believe me. So you've got to develop the right mindset. And number uh, 11 is to educate yourself. And, and this is uh, about educating yourself around business how business works how how the stock market works how money works how pensions work how, how finance works Th these are very important things to, to do now i'll give you another example when, when i i mean they don't teach this in school obviously and I, I left school not knowing about this stuff but when i joined the financial services industry i started learning i started learning about finance pensions stock market property all these sorts of things insurance and pensions and that sort of thing and it opened my eyes to it i was i was grabbing this information i was going on courses and and i took public exams and that's what it really stood me in good stead for the rest of my life even though i've been out of that that industry for many years it's it's kept me going in business and and in life you know so you've got to educate yourself 
And there are various ways of doing it. One way is to come along to my webinar next Wednesday. But things like making yourself aware. If you spent like an hour at the weekend reading a, a good weekend newspaper that covers money. I mean, in the UK, it could be the Sunday Times, the Saturday Telegraph, the Wall Street Journal, the Financial Times. If you just spent half an hour, if you don't want to buy it, go down to the library and get it. You know, uh, if you just spent that, just that alone, um, that that could make you a lot more aware, aware than, say, on a Sunday, just reading you know, anything. Uh, so look, there's various ways of educating yourself. One way is to come along to my, to my, some of my webinars and courses, but there are lots of ways you can do a lot of reading. There's lots of books out there. There's lots of stuff, serious stuff I'm talking about now to really make yourself aware so that you're not just relying on the advice of, you know, a financial advisor that maybe broke themselves, you know, so you've got to get the right education and, and all, all the top investors talk about this, learn about, you know, the markets, how they work, how companies work, how business works. You've got to know these things because otherwise you're, you're in the dark all your life. Okay. And number 12, finally, is to get around the right people and avoid toxic people. I, I don't mean disown all your friends and family. I mean, you know, try and be around the right people. And again, I'll give you another example of this. You know, when I, when I wanted to learn about um, the internet, this is going back to like 2004 2005 i joined some networking groups and, and and that really opened my eyes because i got around the right people and suddenly i was i was around people that would was doing stuff on the internet before it, it really took off you know this is 20 years ago and and they said yeah you can do you can do blogs you can do video blogs you can do this you can do pod podcasts were around at that time believe it or not and and i, I learned this stuff, i thought wow you know, and it was only by getting around those people. Yeah, I had to pay for some some courses and that sort of thing. But just getting around those people, authors, and I, I learned that, you know, writing a book is not as difficult as, as I thought in my mind. You know, oh, I've got to write a book. I've got to get an agent. I've got to get a publisher. No, you can do it yourself. You know, I learned all these things by getting around the right people. So thank you for that suggestion of giving my own examples there from my, my lovely listener from the Philippines. I've got listeners from all and, and viewers from all over the world, by the way. So it's great. I, I welcome wherever you are. Uh, listening to from or tuning in from great to see you I, I, I love to get your comments and your views and your feedback it's, it's really great okay one other thing is uh before i go um just wanted to tell you about if you're a landlord and you've been hit by george osborne's section 24 tax do check out my video below and and i also want to make you aware that by the end of this month 28th of november uh some associates of mine some accountants are running a free seminar that will teach you how to move your property from your own name into a limited company without paying capital gains and, and, and incurring stamp duty as well. So do check that out. And you can check out the video and the link, but you can also come along to the seminar. If you, Generally, it's aimed at people with three or more properties or valuable properties. It's probably not worth doing if you've just got you know, one little property and, you know, you're not worried about, you're not paying higher rates of tax, for instance, so you're not bothered about it. But if you are suffering by because you're, you're into higher rates of tax or you've got so many properties you really want to get them tidied up into a limited company but are worried about the tax do check that out uh the link there and if you, if you want to come along to the seminar just drop me a line charles at charleskelly.net okay great so don't forget um follow those habits and and do join me on wednesday evening unlocking the secrets of financial freedom mastering the art of wealth building in three steps Check out the link and I'll see you there. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. This is Charles Kelly, Money Tips podcast, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest and enjoy more money. See you soon. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. 
The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 